Welcome to Time Played 3HR, a podcast about playing video games for three hours at a time. My name's Libby. And my name is Lockie, and this week we played Anodyne 2 Return to Dust. Now sum it up in a sentence. Ten words. You go into troubled people's brains and clean out dust. Nice! Bring out three! Louis. Oh. Caught me off guard there. Never. You're always ready. Always ready. What's up? To pod. Yep. Um, We're uh, back. Once again, we made it back. It continues. continues. We've done it again. Way. Week we made after it. long we week. Oof. And what a week it's been. Uh, sure. Tell me about it. Anything uh, particularly exciting? Uh... Oh, God, I can't even remember it. Did I get a Hoover this week or last week? (laughs) (laughs) I think we talked about that like two weeks ago. Maybe that's the most exciting thing that's happened to me in quite some time. Okay. I'm sure that was a couple episodes back. Uh, Aside from that, you know. You know how it goes. Sure. Um, Anyway, this week, should we dive straight into it? I feel like we're supposed to, you know, fill fill the air for at least a minute but we can we can if With we something. want to be professional about this uh sure i mean i can tell you about like a taronga zoo in australia okay I mean, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm down <laughs> i'm uh <laughs> just looking for things here and i've got a hat here which i bought from taronga zoo so uh taronga zoo is probably my favorite zoo in the world Wow. I um, didn't know people had favourite zoos. Sorry, it is my favourite zoo in the world. It's Guaranteed. Probably, it's definitely. Um, and it's probably the only zoo that I really like. So, What is it you love about Taronga Zoo? It's incredible. So, you know the harbour, Sydney Harbour? Uh, not personally. Um, it's kind of on the opposite side from where the city is. So, as you okay. can, as you've seen that famous shot, I'm sure, of like the Opera House, the bridge, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's on like the harbour, and then there's obviously that big bit of water, and then uh, where like the bridge connects, it's on like the slope of the hill, slope of the face of the land. Um, they've built this zoo that sort of goes up this massive slope, and like when you're looking at the zoo, the view is Sydney Harbour. And I used to go there, like, every week when I was three years old. Uh, so it's, like, the main Sydney Zoo? Yes. Yeah, it, it, it's, um, it's you know, a very normal, very large zoo, but it, it's pretty good. There was, uh, last time I went during Christmas time this year, and uh, a kangaroo had escaped from... <gasps> That's um, fun. Yeah, well, it's it's hard because it was, like, a opening opening closed area where you know there's a path through the middle and sort of open space either side of the path there's like a one foot fence and there was you know like kangaroos and emus um 
and that sort of stuff. And so it's not really hard for them to escape, but it, it had, I think, gotten through some sort of double door. <laughs> anyway, I was coming out of, like, a reptile house or, like, a bug house. I don't know. I can't remember, but it was, like, one of those dark spaces. You know the ones, like, uh, when yeah. Harry Potter lets the snake out of the out yeah, of the, tank. Yeah, the cave sort of zone. Yeah, it was in one of the caves. And as I was leaving, this kangaroo hopped in. Hopped, oh, wow. hopped, hopped around it was only like a, a wallaby uh, which are the small kangaroos you know they got up to like your waist uh, uh-huh. but, but there was this like child behind me who would sort of run around the corner just as this kangaroo came uh, hopping out and it was very funny the child oh, screamed God. and the kangaroo just hopped into this house that's cute as hell and we continued on our way how many, uh, are there lots of kangaroos? In Australia? Uh, just, I guess, I guess, tons. yeah. Tons. But like, Wild is it like tons. a ridiculously large amount? Yeah, I mean, in, you know, in Sydney, you don't see them going down the highway normally. It can happen. Uh, and when I meant highway, I meant like high street. Yeah. Um, but if, you know, if you sort of go out, there are definitely big parks with tons of wild kangaroos. And then if you like go into the center of Australia and all around the rest of Australia, there's mm. like an absolute shit ton. Cause like we don't put a deer in a zoo, do we? No, but a deer's. But, I, but people I mean, aren't coming to the UK to see deer specifically. Yeah. And also a deer's. A very normal animal, I think. Not so. I mean, I think the horns, man. You get, you get people from all over the world stopping. The horns are amazing, but there's something about a kangaroo. I think's got a lot of defining features as an animal. Sure, I'm not saying the deer is hops is is the necessary. It's got a pouch equivalent to a deer, Um, and and they they're quite something to look at. You know that, and there's there's a big variety. There's some big ones. And they're muscly. Have you ever yeah. seen like a, those ripped kangaroos? Yeah, it's really weird. They're just they're just pure skin and muscle. Um, Disturbing. And it it is a touristy thing, but um, yeah, if you wanted, you could you know drive forty minutes out of Sydney and see some wild ones if you wanted to. Mm, okay. Well, I think we've filled the quota there. <laughs> I, I think, think so. I- I think we're ready to move on okay. to goddamn video game. Um, Anodyne 2, Return to Dust. Return yeah. to Dust, Return from Dust. Yeah. Um, this is a game you suggested? Yes, it's my pick of the week. Uh, it was... We played it on Epic, and you mentioned it was a free game? Uh, they... Yeah, so Epic, the Epic Store gives away quite a lot of free games to get, I guess, to get people to open the Epic Store. Um, uh, I don't know if it launched as free, but it was a game that I had had my eye on pre-release that I wanted to play. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you've you've answered my question there. Oh, what um, was the question? Oh, sorry, my question that was coming, which was, was this a game that you just happened to play for free, or was it one that you'd wanted to play and then coincidentally... Yeah, second second one. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. 
yeah, this, tell me what it is? This, this is a very Jewish game. Um, it's, uh, it's <laughs> sure. Uh, how would you describe this game? This game is like a sort of split between a sort of 3D platforming storytelling game and a sort of Game Boy, sort of old school, simplified sort of, you know, top-down Legend of Zelda dungeon-esque, uh, yeah, game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the sort of, the point of the game, it's it's kind of shrouded in metaphors and uh, mm. all of that. But basically, you are born... Uh, as this little child called Nova. In the game, there's a nice intro, um, and the intro is you being born uh, and sort of being woken up by these two sort of guardian angelish sort of figures, and um, they uh, tell you, you're here, you need to get this seed from this tree, and before you get the seed, you've got to go collect a bunch of things that'll allow the seed to grow. Uh, and you do, and uh, you go, it's, so it's a 3D platformer, and then you interact with things, and then you get sucked in to that thing, and you play within that thing in the Game Boy fashion. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, I'm so bad at describing anything. <laughs> it's okay, I think that's all right. You basically, you're this uh, <laughs> being I mean, kind of. <laughs> called Nova. And you have the ability... Let me co- try and coherently speak this yeah. out in one have sentence. Have another go. You are a child called Nova. You've been given the ability to shrink down to nanoscopic sizes. And uh, you come across people and figures. And uh, your goal is to shrink down to a nanoscopic, nanoscopic size mm-hmm. and uh, enter within them and use your powers to remove dust... Uh, which is uh, essentially, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. So <laughs> what is it? Okay. So dust in this game is basically you come across individuals, and uh, you're a sort of cleaner, and you clean up this metaphorical dust, <laughs> which is sort of uh, personal struggle, to, personal struggles, like negative or unhealthy thoughts, and like inner obstacles. Um, within someone's mind and within their perspective and it's sort of your job to uh, get rid of these personal struggles for the characters that you come across Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah so you shrink down go inside them try and get rid of these uh, struggles in whatever form they may come and yeah and then go find someone else and do the same thing and progress through the game it's um I think I think having played the game myself, obviously, I, I understand everything you're saying. Mm. It is sometimes painful because obviously I'm recommending this game because I really like it. And we have a few listeners and I and I, I wanna make sure that I get across I'm recommending it to you, I care most about what you think, but I wanna make sure that I get across the game in the best light possible. And so it's always a bit tense when you hand over the explanation of the game um, to the other person. Yeah. In this case, you. And then you kind of waffle your way 
<laughs> well, it's a hard game to yeah. explain. It it's, it's like a game where I think if you play it, you can understand it really easily. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think breaking it down is a little bit more difficult. Mm. Um, I, f- I feel like maybe where you get confused is is you you sort of the now I'm confused. You <laughs> get, you get muddled between the mechanics of the game and then the theme of the game and then the characters in the game and you end up mashing them all together. Yeah, it's it's because they often tie you, together though. Of course, they're important. They're important, but. I think what you've got to do, and I'm not saying I'm a king at this, but you've got to, you've got to establish one bit. So be like, okay, so this is a game um, about swapping between two different uh, types of games. So a 3D platformer and a Zelda-ish top-down dungeon crawler vibe puzzle solver. Yeah, that was and my then, first sentence. Which was excellent. You nailed that bit. Thank you. Then, then you can talk about the world. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's a... Sort of this almost utopia world. Yeah, hang hang on, blah blah blah. Yeah, all right. Let's hear the actual thing. It's easy to say blah blah blah. Let's hear. Let's blah hear blah actual. blah was a filler word like um or uh. I can take out the blah blah blah. Go but on. can you replace blah 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 with actual content? Oh well, the content I began saying before I was rudely interrupted. Okay, sorry. Which was? <laughs> I actually don't remember. Which was um. You live in this utopia world, you've been tasked to clean out the bad thoughts and feelings, etc. <laughs> <laughs> then, then... What bad the, thoughts and feelings? Then the final step is you take the themes and the motives and the gameplay and you combine them together. So you say, as Nova, you have the ability to transform into a small size to go inside people to remove what the game refers to as dust, um, which is their bad feelings. This is how you swap between the two mechanics. And then you can maybe, then maybe you talk about like the art style. What's next? Art style? Okay. I mean, I gotta say, I don't think I'm particularly sold that you're any better than that than I am. No, particularly better. I guess I'm working out the process out loud here. I think it was uh, probably poorly executed, which is a shame because this is an awesome game. And it's also a shame because we've probably lost half the listeners during that waffle. Um, but it's it's really worth pushing on to the rest of the game because it's a very cool game. Um, and I think a very well done game uh, mm-hmm. in almost every aspect apart from maybe the gameplay itself. Movement. <laughs> Um, it is the 3D movement specifically or both. I think 3D yeah. movement, uh, in the 3D platformer sense, you can also transform into a car. Uh, the car feels horrendous to drive. And also when you're in the Game Boy-esque, uh, levels, I think the movement's also pretty bad in that. Really? It, to me, it just feels like Link's Awakening. Like it just feels. I, I feel like I was often somehow facing the wrong direction. Mm. In, yeah, you know, maybe I know that. Yeah, maybe, I, I was yeah. trying to. Your only tool is a vacuum that you can use to suck up enemies or suck up objects, and then shoot that enemy or object back out mm-hmm. um, as a projectile. And often, I found myself not facing the way I was thinking I was facing, and then you know sucking it, up, and then it probably is because it has like the exact same controls as Link Awakening, Link's Awakening, but in Link's Awakening or any other Zelda game like that, your main mechanic isn't shooting stuff it's hitting stuff with a sword 
So, like, kind of what it needs more is, like, a twin-stick shooter control scheme. Yeah. Um, because then you control the direction you're going and the direction you're facing. That'd be awesome. Um, but because because you, you have to both... You need to walk backwards while shooting forwards at times. You can't really do that, so it's a bit more fiddly. Yeah, I get that, for sure. Um, and I think I think it will get this out of the way now, because really it's the only bad thing about this game. Um because everything else is awesome, but this felt bad. Uh, so, yeah, the game wishes us bad for the reasons we explained. The 3D platforming, it just feels bad. It's, you know, pretty mm. heavy, a bit heavy, a bit awkward. Um, yeah, I think I, I, I get you. I guess, for me, they... It's not so much that they're bad, it's just that it's clearly not the focus. It's not the focus, um, and, and, and that's, that's why it's an awesome game still. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I would just say, like, that stuff, mechanically speaking, is, like, passable. Like, the thing about the 3D platforming section is that it's barely a 3D platformer. It's mostly a sort of a vessel for you to get to the other 2D levels and experience some narrative stuff. Um, and and uh, sort of visual aesthetic that's really well done. Yeah, it's not It's not so much... There's, there isn't really any jumping challenge at all um, that never, like... It doesn't towards the end of the game that doesn't escalate. It's always basically what it starts out as. To um, give credit, I did always feel like I had control over my jumping. Uh, yeah, which is and obviously it never gets annoying. Downfall. It never gets annoying for sure. No, it it's definitely it doesn't get annoying. It's not terrible. It's just in it's just no simple. way fun. Yeah. Well, it's just zero fun, especially like the car as well. You basically just slide awkward with these sort of poor turning. I quite liked the car. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, I could have done with maybe. I, I, I maybe I I wasn't as pleased about the like the execution of like, kind of prefer if there was some like super fast sprint or something instead yeah. of literally turning into a car. Me too. Um, it just feels a bit random. Uh, but a it's kind of a cute idea at least. Um, and I like when you go on the like the highways. Uh, a song plays when you go on the highway like this like thumping like. It's quite good. Um, oh, and then there's one there's one the final mechanic which is bizarre and I love it and um, is when you enter these beings um, it goes into this uh, sort of guitar hero-esque <laughs> like rhythm game uh, you're, the person you're about to suck yourself into is at the other end of this long dark uh, highway um, and when I say highway I mean highway um, and uh, they basically shoot All out motorway. these sort of pellets um, of color, and you need to just kind of face in the right direction as you run towards them to sort of bat them off. Um, it's really simple. I don't even really know if you can fail it. Um, I don't think. I don't think I ever. I think. I, yeah, I don't think you can times. fail it. It just knocks you backwards when you miss a note. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those nice little extra things. The music's really cool. It kind of reminds me of um, the weird levels in uh mario 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 sunshine super mario sunshine um when you go into like the cave levels and they take away your jetpack um you're in these sort of weird floating um hellscapes of like platforming levels with um like acapella mario music playing it's kind of a similar vibe but a bit darker um yeah um it yeah that that's very atmospheric and awesome yeah, it's kind of awkward that the uh, sort of rhythm aspect. There's like a the same very impactful 
wicked sounding song behind you, but uh, none of it's to the music. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's still, still fun. And then when you get to the end of this short motorway, you uh, do a sort of karate kid pose and <laughs> yeah. jump and spin in the air and then shrink into them. And it looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, so I, for me, like the thing that I love most about this game is, is the atmosphere, the environments, the music's great. Um, but mostly I think it's the like, these little snippets of story that all these characters are like throwing at you. Um, the basic sort of ins and outs of this game is you explore this world, um, slowly trying to collect as much dust and cards as possible um, to bring back to home base um, to eventually sort of clean the world of, of what is said to be the sort of evil dust. Um, and and as, as you... Uh, <laughs> Whenever we go into describing the story, yeah. it just falls apart. So what that means is you meet lots and lots of random weird characters. Um, often the, they have these sort of emotional uh, issues that they're, they're struggling to work through. Um, you meet them, you talk to them for a couple seconds, and then the screen will go like dark and it'd be like, I should enter this person and clean them of their dust. Um, and then you go inside them and it's sort of this, you sort of explore this sort of 2D metaphor for their mind or their sort of blah, blah. It's kind of like if anyone's ever played Psychonauts, it's a very similar thing. Um, but more emotionally focused. Um, and I really, really like the writing and the obscureness of the way people talk and, and the way you explore their uh, mentality. I think I, I really like how it's all connected in some way. It doesn't matter if you don't connect with every piece of it, but every once in a while you might read something or hear something or see something that you understand in your own way that not necessarily hugely impactful but is quietly like subtly moving and i really uh, like i find that almost like an addictive like way to set up a game of like you slowly move through and every once in a while you're hit with like a small piece of like poetry that makes you feel warm or sad and i think that's good um and it's a testament to like the writing in the world set up i think i don't know if you felt any of that playing through yeah, I, I think this game does a really good job at creating issues which are very current mm -hmm. um, and, like, very contextual to an audience of people like us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, like, a lot, of, a lot of interesting ones about people who are, you know, so there's this one about this group of people who did triad. Uh, and from what I took from it, it was, you know, kind of like a bonsai club. And... Um, within that club there were so many people who were sort of concerned with either getting better at the skill or people who just wanted to be accepted by the club and people who um you know like really respected certain members and didn't think they deserved to be where they were at uh or you know just fitting in in this weird obscure online community um mm. yeah just stuff stuff like that which it's you know sort of I think very, uh, very modern and real uh, things that people feel. Yeah, yeah. I think they sure. hit pretty well. I wonder how they sourced all of their ideas. Mm. I wonder if they um, asked people stuff yeah. or if they just sort of came up with it. Um, yeah, I, I, they, that bit was cool. There's a lot of cool little bits. Um, 
And I, I really like that a different person, because there's so many of them, a different player will probably connect with different parts of it. Oh, 100%. Um, and obviously that's true of like all narratives, but I think the fact that they're all kind of sectioned into specifically about individual people means that you can like literally pull out like, oh, this character, this character, and this character, I really felt like I understood in some way. Um, and the game does some really cool stuff that unfortunately you won't have seen yet. Um, it plays with some of its mechanics and completely shifts a few times into... Um, I won't spoil one of them because one of them is like one of my favorite moments in a game in a while. But um, another one, which is slightly subtler, quite late in the game, you end up in a 2D zone. But it's more, it turns into like a traditional, um, more traditional like adventure game style. Still like top down 2D, but it's closer to like pre-NES um, sort of game design. So it's sort of like a, like a mother sort of thing. <laughs> Like, a, well, no, more like sort of old, like, PC games and, like, um, closer to, like, a King's Quest, but still in, like, a um, a Zelda style. And it's, like, you're in this, it, they create this, like, uh, very traditional medieval fantasy setting in pixel art. And you have to go find, like, the four pieces of armor. And I don't know, it just does this, does this, I don't know, it's cool. I really like how they use... I really love it when game developers find a way of reusing mechanics to do different things. Um, mm -hmm. like, it's the best. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the best it's when they take what you know and then they switch it up a little bit. Yeah, you're technically doing all the same experience. stuff that you were doing an hour ago, but they've like shifted it slightly, like a couple of degrees, and, and, and now you're doing something almost that feels entirely different. Yeah, it, it's everything, isn't it? Surprises like that are the... Uh... Yeah. Are the best. And another interesting thing I thought with the story is that most of the characters, um, the struggles they had were sort of based around their personal goals. Mm. At least from the ones I talked to. I don't know how uh, the rest of the people who you interact with pan out. But mm -hmm. from the ones I met, um, a lot of them were to do with like purpose, personal purpose in the world. And uh, overcoming obstacles that were sort of obstructing them from performing their purpose, which mm -hmm. I thought was kind of an interesting approach because mm -hmm. uh, it's not something I've really seen before. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Um, it, it To me, it feels very much like an exploration of uh, like self-care. And I think that's where it, why it feels very current. It feels like um, that's very much what the game's talking about and how do you actually do that and um, the difference between, like, ignoring your feelings and accepting them and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I, I agree. But um, also, I, it's kind of, kind of weird, though, in the way that the way these problems are being solved are by having someone come in and perform, like, physical tasks within you and mm -hmm. literally sucking out the dust. It is you weird, know, it, isn't it? Like, it, it <laughs> Does that, does, that, does that play out? <laughs> it might do. It must do because um <laughs> yeah, I think I think it uh I mean I, I'm I'm ruining. It. Are you going to play more of it? I could. You could. Uh, <laughs> I okay. could I could play more of it. Um I won't go into too much detail, but like I remember like you pretty early on like I think maybe two characters in thinking, "Wait a second, this isn't how I know." 
the way feelings are supposed to be dealt. Like there's this character, I think one of the first characters I run up against, I ran up against was this like, um, God, he was really creepy looking. He has this big tongue and he's like skinny. Yeah. And uh, he looks amazing. God, the character design in this game is maybe my favorite thing about it. The character design is insanely good. It's wicked. It's There's so wicked. It's all these distorted, weird-looking creatures with awesome texture. Yeah. And super simplistic, but super impactful. They do such a good job with such a limited... Um, yeah, so the art style's kind of like a PS2 kind of vibe. Um, very low-res textures, um, simple models. Very um, 2000s. Yeah. The main character is like ultra-2000s. Ultra She's got like this cap and what looks like these kind of headphones with sort of spikes sticking off them and yeah a weird like half skirt <laughs> yeah um sorry what were you saying i can't even remember I was about, about the, the, uh, the tongue man. guy yeah i can't really to be honest remember like specifically what his story but he basically wanted to lick everything um, yeah i, I didn't he, understand his yeah and he and he and i think just the way that like as nora you go into his body and you remove the dust and then when you come out he says thank you my urges have, are completely subsiding or something like that and like um i think that was the first time when i was like well that's not how you help someone by removing the urge you know like that's not that's not how that is um anyway that that does it does get explored further yeah that's good um and i think his his was actually kind of the most out of context one because the other ones you at least at least it sort of seemed you helped. Mm -hmm. um, Sometimes I, I, there are times where it just doesn't. It never. There are often times where it doesn't quite feel right. But I think they do it so they do it really subtly in a way that you can almost convince yourself you're doing the right thing most of the time, um, which is really actually quite well done. I think. Okay. Um, well, I mean, I guess if it plays out more, I guess mm. it plays out more. We'll find out. That's why we should play the whole game rather than <laughs> just three hours of the game. No, it is the no. It's the perfect premise. It works. Every it's time. a perfect show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The world looks good. Uh, the buildings look good. The I'm texturing like looks I wasn't awesome. Sure you're gonna like it. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. It was. It was. It was a good game. Um, Yeah, I just wish the movement had been a bit more fun. I think, mm, for me, sure. movement is such a good way of just driving the game forwards. Because if you're having fun all the time through movement, yeah, um, it's such like an easy way to mm -hmm. help propel you through a story. And I think when the move... And also, I don't know if I feel this more than others, but when it, the movement's not satisfying... I always think, I wish the movement was fun. <laughs> Not in all games, but in, especially in a game like this where they would tell you about double jumping and gliding and transforming into a car and being able to go fast. Yeah. I hear all that stuff and I'm thinking, okay, awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a lot of potential for some fun things here. No, yeah, I, I agree. Like, uh, it, it's a game about, like, exploring a world and if you have to explore that world with a sort of set of pretty dull moving legs um it's not very exciting or no. enjoyable but you know it, it's made by a 
all this stuff always comes with a uh, grain of salt because, you know, these games are so often made by just a couple of people. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's a lot to expect everything, but it's still how I feel. Yeah, sure. No, totally. Yeah, this game is made by two people, um, which is cool. Um, Anodyne 1, um, just if you're interested, is um, it's just the Zelda sex stuff, so it's all 2D. I had a look, actually, yeah. Um, similar, same, I don't know if it's like the same universe or whatever. I don't think, it's not like stories well, aren't related. You do go into the well, same, like, funny Nexus you say zone. that. Funny you say that, Louis. Uh, because one thing I did like a lot about this game is the first thing they do is uh, there's a some text that comes up on screen. It's like, as you walk along, you find a note upon the floor uh, and you pick it up and the note reads, like, Dear player... Thank you for playing this game. Uh, this game is in no way linked to Anodyne 1. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, the world is linked. However, the characters and story are totally separate and can both be enjoyed individually. Yeah. I like I like it when uh, they address the player and give you some context. I think that's fun. They do that multiple times throughout the game as well. Um, cool. When they feel it necessary, they break the fourth wall to give some I like that. context. I never know. I'm never quite sure about how I feel about that stuff, but... Um, for the most part, I appreciated it, I think, in this game. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else? I, it's quite uh, personary at times, isn't it? In what way? Especially when, I mean, I think the whole card system and mm. when the screen sort of colours over and that text slowly comes up. Mm. That all felt very personary to me. Mm. And just this idea of dealing with sort of internal things yeah. manifested. Yeah. And then becoming cards. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, my only other thing I would have maybe liked is I thought the enemies and puzzles in the Game Boy section were really good. Mm-hmm. But I thought the bosses were crap because it was only like one that I came across. And I think in a thing like this, when you're exploring such interesting and diverse problems around very unique uh, things, you could have some awesome boss designs. Yeah. And they were always just this big, angry sort of bit of dust. Yeah. In the first Anodyne, there are more like bespoke bosses for each character. Um, uh um, and I think in Anodyne 2, if I'm remembering correctly, there aren't actually as many bosses. Most of the time, after the first few that you see, I think that boss goes away. And then, for the most part, there aren't actually bosses. Um, okay. Uh, it's more just you get to the sort of big dust pile in the center and suck it up and then leave. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but that's, I, I love a Game Boy boss. Yeah. Like a one-screen 2D boss fight is mm-hmm. something quite special, I think. Mm. And, you know, to use that tree example again, uh, you know, if it had been some dusty tree that (laughs) sort of handed out these licenses, which is what sort of, uh, you know, the story revolved around in that tree zone, that would have been awesome. Mm -hmm. And then the next one's, you know, a big tongue for the guy that tastes stuff. Yep. That's that's really fun. Yeah. Just pick silly bosses. Cool, man. Cool. Um, apologies for the uh, ramble throughout half of that episode. 
No, I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it too. Um, next week, you want to know what you're playing? Um, yes, I do, I suppose. It is a game that we have played before, but not on the podcast. Just we've both played it, I assume, when we were younger. Oh, when we were younger. When we were younger. Okay. Um, it's based around a famous franchise. Based around? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's based around a franchise that's not a gaming franchise? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and it was also based on a... Sort of largely based on a very popular gaming franchise at the time, <laughs> which is still popular now. It was sort of... This franchise's take on a very popular mainstream game. Wait, so the franchise existed outside of games? Yeah. It's a non-gaming franchise. Then, and there was a very famous gaming franchise um, that did this sort of game very well, and everyone loves them. Yeah. And it was this famous franchise's take on this game. So I'm thinking... It's like, it's like, is it a sort of GTA clone? It might be a GTA clone. I can't, literally can't think of any, but, um, oh, but that's how what can I'm you thinking. get GTA clone and not get the game? I just, I sort of, I don't know, something about someone ripping off Grand Theft Auto. Yes. To be, correct. To like apply your movie license to. Yes, correct. Yeah. Ah, movie license. Not movie license. Not movie license. You should be able to, this is within your grasp but not even within your grasp it's like already in your hands it's not a movie license close your fingers yes so it's like it's a, not a movie license it's a book no what other media is there <laughs> come on think of uh charades television television gta television show yes oh oh it's simpsons hit and run it's Simpsons Hit and Run. You know, I, I've had this on my list a couple times as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good Just game. Never got around to it. It's a good game. <laughs> good game. Well, that's fun. Yeah. All right. See you back here. Simpsons Hit and right. Run next week. Uh, if you like Simpsons Hit and Run and Bike God You Better, um, why don't you tell us about it? Or, you know. I can't believe you got GTA clone and didn't get hit and run everyone was making gta clones when we were kids were they <laughs> yeah <laughs> what else was there uh there was the godfather games uh mafia um <laughs> mafia did they make multiple godfather games or just the one i don't know i have no idea um anyway oh god i've actually just thought of a funny game to add to the list uh is it mafia no um, yeah, so we got an email, um, timeplay3hr at gmail.com. Um, we got a Instagram, another place you can get in touch or follow us or do whatever it is people do on Instagram, um, timeplay3hr. And what else do we have, Lockie? Is that everything we have? That's I mean, everything. This podcast goes out on every single platform. You don't need to hear any of that. Um, thank you for listening. And um, I hope you have a pleasant sleep tonight. Mm. Me too. Mm. Night. Night.